Welcome to this week's edition of Feinbolt. I am your host, Jeffrey Feinbolt, here breaking all things down in the world of Chargers football off of that game, a wild game, unnecessarily wild game. Jeez, on Sunday Night Football last week, we finally get a taste of the Denver Broncos. The schedule makers have been keeping them away from us. It is the very end of November. And we have yet to play Denver. Apparently Denver still has five division games left. So they will play quite a factor. And I guess how all of this plays out, we'll get into all of it on this week's edition of Fine Bolt. Thank you, Mayo Media Network, for hosting us here today. Check out, um, well, it's past the Thanksgiving games by the time you're checking this out. But check out the show me, Pat, and Tim uh, did this week as well. There's a chance, well, I don't want to ruin it, but. Eh, not that it matters anyway. Good chance I could be filling in for Cam this week. Maybe he's going to be in a turkey coma Friday. Uh, he's already letting coach know he might need a pinch hitter. So it might be my responsibility this week. Check it out. I'll be joining Pat and Pozzola defending Cam Stewart's picks. I'm looking forward to having that task this week. And I hope Pozzola hasn't been given any advance notice of this because that will give him plenty of time to remember things to bring up and make fun of me by, because he's really good at that. I'm sure he'll do it anyway, but check it out. All the content over at Mail Media Network this week, like usual, top-notch, banging it all out. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Uh, hope you're having a safe, hope you're having a fantastic feast today. Um, safe, yummy. Friends, family, Thanksgiving, that's what it's all about. I have so much to be thankful for um, in the real world that I wouldn't even know where to begin. Sometimes I feel like the luckiest guy alive. But for the purposes of this, I can tell you I am thankful for effortless mobility, effortless arm strength, effortless accuracy, effortless pocket awareness. Most importantly, I am thankful to you, the Miami Dolphins, owner Steve Ross, general manager Chris Greer, uh, and I truly believe Flores wanted Herbert the whole time, but I'll thank him anyway for not slamming the desk louder. So yeah, that's what I am thankful for. Hope everybody is having a great Thanksgiving. Hopefully, hopefully you crushed the Thanksgiving slate, giving you lots of extra shekels to play with. Um, through the weekend, hopefully uh, Bryson has beaten Brooks because for a, for a little exhibition match, I'm playing that a little too hard, but we'll see. We'll see. Anyway, let's get quickly go over Sunday. A lot of good, a lot of bad. Thank God they won. More good than bad, but a lot of bad as far as I'm concerned. Um. I think was their only punt of the game and it got blocked and there was a penalty before the punt offsetting penalties. We had to redo the punt. Um, I don't know. Should I not? Maybe I shouldn't overreact to drives that start at the 11 yard line or the three yard line and end up in touchdowns for the opposition to allow them to get right back into a game that we should blow them out by. Thank God we're winning the game in the past. We lose that game, I guess. Right. You all feel we lose that game. You all know we lose that game. I mean, I'm the worst. I think we're going to lose every game once they actually start to play. And trust me, I'm watching that clock the whole time. 
the whole time. Like I'm always expecting the worst. That's part of the witching hour. My, my life has endured supporting this team, but they came through in the end. This is now the Washington game, the Kansas city game, the Philadelphia game, the Cleveland game. And now the Pittsburgh game, very late fourth quarter touchdowns from Justin Herbert to, to put the game away um, in spectacular fashion. Well, I don't even, I mean, sloppy to spectacular. He seems to be coming into a guy that just craves these fourth quarter moments, these fourth quarter drives. So what else can you really ask for or want in a, in a quarterback? Right. So blessed, so blessed. So thankful. Thank you again. Um, Stephen Ross and the Miami Dolphins. That being said, well, how do you put this? My biggest concern, thrilled they won. I wish it was more stress-free. Like, I wish I didn't have to get put back into the ringer where, like, I literally was, like, nauseous even after the win, but very satisfied and, and, and grateful that they won because it would have felt totally different, totally different headspace with a loss in that column. But I'm worried uh, how confident Ben Roethlisberger played, how comfortable Ben Roethlisberger played. That's a concern for me because we should be able to take him off the spot and affect way more throws um, than the Chargers did, especially late in that game. There should have been way more trouble for Ben Roethlisberger. And it also might have a lot provided a blueprint for teams that you know that the Chargers are going to play back two safeties. You don't have to take your four yards of carry, bleed the game the whole way and run the field on them. There are other ways to move the ball on them. Any way you want to, it seems like you can move the ball on them. So that's what I'm worried about because I honestly didn't, as long as teams are going to employ that strategy of, of keep away and run the ball, we were going to be in the games. You know, now teams know they can just pump it downfield on us too, on top of it. We've got to protect against the deep pass. That's a big problem. I don't know if we're good enough. Like the team is fatal flaws, but at the same time, the team is, I don't know, right in it. Not actually, but actually. Like compete, make the postseason. Let's have fun. Do I, do I have a wager on them to win the Super Bowl? Of course I do. But I would, I would have a wager on that if you thought they were going to win two games coming into the year. I just don't know. I'm not here to preach a ceiling as, as attainable at the moment, but maybe they can vastly improve in a lot of areas over the next six weeks while maintaining their position and getting in the tournament. I just don't know how the defense can be good enough to take it, to, to get it done for us at the moment. I honestly don't. The run of quarterbacks they would have to play to pull that off. How are they going to get the games? And I don't want to pick on anybody. Sorry. The star power is there, but the. How do I put this? The. We have the flash players on defense. We need the foxhole guys. We need them. We're locking them. There's no supporting pass rush to Joey Bosa. Samuel has his second concussion in what feels like less than a month. So any person with common sense is going to tell him to just chill for a bit. 
And I don't think that there's another answer to that. He seems to be back out of it quickly, but you got to let him just fully feel his way out of this now. He's way too young a player to have those injuries way too close to each other where you're supposed to be concerned. I have legitimate concerns, and that's fair. And that's fair. So in many ways, I'm worried Pittsburgh exposed us. An undermanned Pittsburgh team exposed us. Well, no, I mean, we took full advantage of that defense, but their offense in many ways put a lot of stuff on tape that I don't think is going to work out well for the Chargers. Can Denver take advantage of that? I'm not sure. But if you thought, most people probably think Teddy Bridgewater could feel more comfortable in a pocket in 2021 than Ben Roethlisberger did. And Teddy's not going to turn the ball over. He's shown a great ability to, to eliminate turnovers, to not have them at all. And he's really good on third down. So that's an element that they can give the Chargers a lot of trouble. And we're not even discussing the personnel. Loaded back. I don't want to say loaded backfield. That's Melvin Gordon. It has a, a quality backfield that can cause certain problems. A physicality to it. And uh, weapons, weapons on weapons. Patrick, Sutton, Judy, we're lucky Hamler is hurt. I like both of the tight ends. Jeez. Uh, oh, in my opinion, the worst loss the Chargers had this year, not in terms of embarrassment or, or um, like total. Well, no, it was, it was as embarrassing as they come, I guess. That 31 to 30 loss in Denver last year was horrific. They were up multiple scores late. It would have been like losing the game last week almost. It would would have been similar to that. But they did lose that game last year in Denver. And Denver's the ultimate witching hour location for the Chargers. But I have bet the Chargers already. I bet them before the game on Sunday. I bet them uh, might have been Saturday night or Sunday morning. I bet them minus one and a half. It's gotten up to three. It's now back down to two and a half. I guess that is fair. Denver, with all these division games left, guys, they got a big punch to throw. Their next two games, the Denvers are five, five and five. They're five and five. If you're Denver, if you're in that locker room, let's just play that game for a moment. Like you're a Bronco fan, you're a Bronco player, you're a Bronco personnel. You just beat the Cowboys a couple of weeks ago. You're off your bike. Your mindset is my next two games are against the Chargers and the Chiefs, and I want to win them both, and I think I can win them both. Like, if Tim Anderson was a Bronco fan, he would 100% be telling us the Broncos will win both of these games. Maybe they will. But I know I'm going to get a punch from the Broncos is what I am trying to say. Because they beat the Chargers. Well, then the Chargers and Broncos have the same goddamn record. Six and five each. And then if they go beat the Chiefs, then them and the Chiefs have the same record. Seven and five. You hear me? So Denver's going to give it their all. And and Herbert has struggled against like the defensive guru guys, right? Zimmer, Belichick, Martindale, going back to last year, Belichick, um, right? So uh, I guess like a lot of quarterbacks, the better defensive coaches, the young ones are going to give you your biggest problems. 
And Fangio does that. And there's part of a Fangio tree. There's part of a Fangio tree that the Chargers are very familiar with. It's actually great hearing the Stately Wednesday presser. You know, I love my pressers. Never miss a Wednesday guy. I mean, that's where full-on Q&A goes down. Like, Stately's NFL career is owed to Coach Fangio. Coach Fangio brought him into Chicago. And then when Coach Fangio brought him, got the head coaching job in Denver, he brought Brandon with him. And then it was from Denver where McVay took him to be the Ram DC. And then from there to the Chargers, obviously. You're watching this show. Ronaldo Hill from the Broncos, our defensive coordinator. So for those of us that like, you know, tree, minutia, coaching tree, battles, um, this is a full-on one this week. So we'll see how that plays out, right? We'll see how that plays out. Hopefully the pupil can get the teacher in a big way. I'm just of the belief I have the quarterback. I have to win a game like this in Denver. Also, let's get an update. You know what? I'll do that right now. Because last time I checked, it was supposed to be absolutely freaking gorgeous. Um, oh, my God. Okay. For perspective, understand I'm a Canadian who works in Celsius, but it's supposed to be 64 degrees and sunny on Denver Sunday. That, that, that means nice, right? We like that. Just take as an example, in Jacksonville, Florida, it's going to be 62. Great weather draw for the Chargers. They got the Bengals next week. That'll certainly be a cold one. Maybe I'll go to that game. Maybe I will go to that game. I don't know. I'm so bored. Maybe I should go to that game. All right, something I had to do, though. Next weekend, Hanukkah. I don't know. I'd love to go to Chargers Bengals. Burrow Herbert? That'd be great. That'd be good times. How far is the drive? I think it's farther than Cleveland, right? Because I've done Cleveland. Cleveland's like five hours. Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Gas is expensive. Gaskins, I don't know. My internet's being crappy. Let's take Highway 401 West, Chatham, Kent, and I-75 South. This is the fastest route with toll. Toll-free route is 64 minutes slower. I don't know. It's it's not giving me the actual time, but it is telling me 667 hours. No, no, no. no, no. Yeah, I did Cleveland. That was like five. I don't want to drive seven. I'd fly. That was a waste of your time. That was a waste of my time. Uh, but a lot of too many concerns. But this is, see, Mike, how do I put this? Like, I feel like we're in such a good place. Everything is in working order, right? Like, I don't want to call it a house money year because you should never waste a year where we're not paying Justin Herbert full money. Right, because it's going to be a three hundred million dollar contract. Yes, it will be at some point. The truth. Um, but but on top of that, 
it's a new year with the coach. It's a young team. It is a, in many ways, a roster with fatal flaws. Like I'm not here to think about the ceiling. We're not Buffalo. We're not in year four of our program. So I don't have that sort of panic to, to flaws on the roster. I look at a flaw on the roster and be like, coach, got to give coach another full offseason to get the players. He had to come into the team. You had to try to bring in a couple pieces. But like most new coaches, you have to see what is there. See what is there. See what you have. Then see what you need. And now we know what we need and we're going to go get it for coach. He will get the players to fully implement his scheme and we will be off and running. But the fact that we're in year one of the program and it's, it's week 12 and I'm a half game behind Kansas city for the division. Booyah. Booyah. I was never one of those. Even when the chiefs were down, like look at any comments from chiefs fans. You know, did I make fun of the brother? Of course I did. When chiefs fans were, were chirping at fans on the internet. Was I like, Whoa, what's going on in the kingdom? Because, like, Chiefs fans are amazing. And how could these, these players call out the kingdom based on the lowest form of fan? That, that's insane. But it was always like, no, they, they have, they're not dead yet. The team that wins the Super Bowl doesn't play their best football yet. No one gave them a death blow. Like, they pulled out that game versus the Giants. They pulled out ugly games. They got a game without Rodgers. Okay. They got a game where Dallas looks lost, but their defense plays great. Amari's out with COVID. I don't think that makes a difference. Um, so they're right kind of where they need to be in an AFC where no one is taking the, 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 the horns of it. And even I got a cousin who loves the Chiefs. Like he's panicking. I'm like, I'm still afraid of you. He's like, well, you shouldn't be. Even my boy Hustler. I don't know if you should be afraid of me, Feinberg. I'm, I'm still afraid of you. And now it's all played out where it's all kind of yours again. But it's week 12. I'm in year one of my program, and I'm a half game back. And whatever happens, happens. And if the Chargers beat Denver this week, we're both 7-4, and four, and via early tiebreaker, I get it back. So wouldn't that be fun? Chargers beat Denver. They go seven and four. As long as they make the playoffs at that point, I'm totally satisfied. Would I want them to win the division, get as high a seat as possible? Of course. What also is worth noting, I'm going to get out of here right now. It's, uh, it was, I think it was an ESPN guy, but one of the math nerds. I say that like as a form of endearment. Okay. Math guy. He put out like the odds for teams to not so much as make the playoffs, yes or no, but their op, their probability for each seed. And he even made special note of how interesting the Chargers were, who have about a 70% chance of making the playoffs, 69, 71, sort of between all the things I've looked at. Um, but he sort of did the math on each team making each seed. And the Chargers... From one seed to seven seed, it's crazy how consistent their probabilities are. Like no other team has that consistent of a probability, except the second closest is probably the Chiefs, except they have some higher end. Like their numbers to finish higher than the Chargers are higher. That makes sense. 
right? They have a better record than them today, and they're the Chiefs. They're better. But from about 8% to 11% is every single seed the Chargers can come in. Like there's some, like most teams, there's a seed where they have a significant weighted advantage, and then some seeds where it's practically zero. That is not the case for the Chargers. They're pretty much equal reign to come in any seed in the AFC if they make the playoffs, which as an overall is about 70%. Let's go. I got big Chargers make the playoffs plus 115. I got big Chargers uh, over nine wins. So I need to cash all that, but that's secondary. That's secondary. Because those bets will probably just offset all my, like, um, you know, Herbert MVP, Chargers Super Bowl. Uh, I think I have, like, a Bosa DPOY, which, nah. But, hey, it's all in front of us. Let's go. Let's smack Denver. I've been waiting three goddamn months to play Denver. Now we have to play them out of a bye. I don't give a shit. Let's go. Fine, Bolt. Out on the Mail Media Network. Check it all. Let's go. Seven and four. I need seven and four. Happy Thanksgiving. Be safe. Be merry. Be thankful. We are more blessed than we are burdened. We'll leave on that.